Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Did you know your daily routine could be the key to your next vacation getaway? NerdWallet helps you compare travel and cashback cards to turn your everyday purchases into your next unforgettable getaway experience. Traveling doesn't have to be expensive, and daily expenses don't have to get in the way of your next escape. Imagine purchasing food and earning points towards a free hotel room, or earning points toward a flight by simply buying gas. Regardless of your financial situation, the NerdWallet team will help you make sense of your options at nerdwallet.com. Get expert information from an award-winning team of nerds to make even the most complicated money questions and topics easy to understand. NerdWallet's dedicated team will offer the tips you need to get that vacation you've been waiting for without breaking the bank. NerdWallet offers everything you need to make sound financial decisions while costing you absolutely nothing. Find the smartest financial products for you on NerdWallet.com or in app stores by downloading the NerdWallet app. Monday night, that means you're right, you're listening to Quarter to Corner Wrestling Radio live on C2CRadioShow.com, Spreaker.com, slash C2C Radio Show, NewAttitudeMedia.com, everything you can imagine. That's what we're doing right now. We're live. We're live, pal. The triple threat of wrestling radio is live right now. I'm Stan Grubb. My tag team partners, Brian Taylor. Hello. Hey, he is here. There's Brian. I am here. I am here. And, of course, no triple threat would be complete without the third, mysterious third member, Rob Habner. Hi. Wow, he just killed the mystery right there. Hi. Hey. Hey, guys. I'm glad you got to let me play today. (laughs) What's going on, guys? Thanks for inviting me on the show. Even though you didn't want to, 
Oh, great. The Eeyore of wrestling radio. Thanks is, is... for having me. Not that you noticed. Wow. <laughs> How did we get Eeyore? I, I, I'm so confused. This Gentlemen, is not the first time. How was your weekends? Wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Got to do a little toy hunting, but yeah. it wasn't bad. Yeah. Did you enjoy your yourselves? Were you able to refresh and re-energize at all? No. No, not at all. Seems like weekends no longer do that. You ever notice? Well, it's with this whole adulting thing. But you all had an amazing weekend. You should talk about it. We we did. We had a great weekend. I think uh, we accomplished a lot in a small course of time. We we actually, myself and Brian, and our uh, families were able to explore the wonderful world of Virginia Beach. But more specifically, two. Excellent outlets for toys right there in Virginia Beach. One in the Antique Mall. What in God's... Are you opening or folding or what are you doing? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, we're just going to be mysterious like that. Okay, fine. I can be mysterious. I'm not going to tell you what that was. No, really, I'm not going to tell you. Probably a... Let's guess. So we, we each get three guesses, me and Rob. Ready? Okay, sure. It was your, your sippy cup. Incorrect, sir. Ha 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 ha! your wife dropping dinner in a pot on the floor. No, although shortly before coming on the air, I'm pretty sure she might have done that. But no, you're both incorrect. All right, so the next thing then is going to be when she lays the frying pan across the back of your head. Now that I won't be able to confirm. You'll just hear the ding. It'll be a loud thud. And probably a lot of drooling and gurgling because I'll be well, dead by that point. She might actually get to hit the back of the head because he is sitting down. Ah, uh, but my face, my body is facing, haha, facing the door, so I can see her coming. Can't sneak up Just on hit me. The computer screen and knock you in the face with it. Now, see, all right, that would be bad, and I'd be upset. So, you know, we want that. We don't want that to happen. No, it was nothing I'm going to tell you. Ha, 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 Wait, we still got other guesses. Oh, okay, okay. Brian, what's your second guess? I'm going to save mine for later, though. I'm going to save mine for later. No, it was not a water bottle. You are incorrect, sir. Your colostomy bag. I I don't have any of those. Thank you to stay out of my personal affairs. Incorrect. You're both wrong. Ha, ha, ha. Something you bought from that store we're not allowed to mention on the air. Uh, no. And I didn't partake in any of that store either. So there. Uh, <laughs> last guess. It's dishes. Hmm. No, it was not dishes. You're full of crap. What is it then? It is an alcohol flask. That's a water bottle. That's not a water bottle. Who puts water in that? That's not water. We're both right. That ain't water. Yeah. It's a bottle. What do you you have a flask for? 
Have you lived my life? Have you walked in my shoes, sir? <laughs> Don't worry about why, okay? I mean, you work from home, so who are you hiding it from? Um, nobody. <laughs> nobody. Is that why you kept taking a stroll down the aisle by yourself in the toy store? Uh, as far as you know, no, I was not. <laughs> well, as much mo- noise as you're making with it, you're probably hitting it awful hard. No, no, I just happened to bump the desk and it fell down. <clears throat> alas and alack. Alas, alack, and a lay. Mm, that ain't so, back to our adventure this weekend. Our adventure. Adventure, Dude, sir. Listen, so... So, we're going to talk about the adventure. We're not going to reveal names. Wait, what? We're not going to tell them where where we went. Uh, I guess they already know anyway. Crap. Well, I mean, if it's in Virginia Beach and they're in the know, they, they wouldn't have a hard time finding it. But why wouldn't we share the names? Because uh, there's a few more uh, Remco's I want. Oh, I see. So what you're saying is there's a... Uh... Selfish reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's... Before we share names, because I think we should be fair, and plus, I mean, people still have to make their way to it. I know we have listeners in the Tidewater area, or Virginia. So shout out to the Hampton, Hampton Roads area, Virginia Beach specifically. But uh, let's talk about, like, just the, the layout of the first place we went to. It's a complete level by itself. One one floor in an antique mall. And it, it has more toys than any kind of Toys R Us I could ever imagine. As a matter of fact, had it had a Toys R Us layout, in other words, a full-on, like, 5,000, 8,000, whatever square foot building, I, I don't know if it would have been able to be better organized there either because of how much stuff this place had. Yeah, there was uh, a lot to take in. There, we tried to send pictures to Rob because Rob was in another part of the, uh, of the East Coast. And uh, we were trying to, or the Eastern part of the U.S., I guess, um, I was we were trying. Say, I wasn't on the coast. <laughs> well, is there a coast in West VA? <laughs> I guess it's lakes and rivers, um, mountains. Right, right, mountains, mountains, streams. <laughs> um, you know the puddles where people are peeing on the side of the road. It, it, it doesn't matter. There's there's water there somewhere. I'm sure. Um, so we're trying to send pictures to Rob. We're trying to keep him informed and find out, hey, Rob, is there anything specific you're looking for, man? And he's like, uh, no, I'm sure he was probably tired of us bugging him, but whatever. Um, there was so much there. First off, you go up the steps to, to see like the opening of this place. And the first thing you're like kind of bombarded with is a sense of I'm surrounded by toys. Which is cool, which is kind of cool, but at the same time, you're like, I have no idea where to start. Like, there's there's not a, here you'll find, well, although the way it's organized, while there's no signage there to say, here you'll find Transformers and here you'll find G.I. Joes, they are laid out in sections, 
But this one was just, uh, dude, um, the coolest thing you, you would see, you know, the Star Wars figures, for example. We're talking initial release from 1978 and on, from when Star Wars came out, and Lego sets, and uh, lunch boxes and pops, and, <laughs> I mean, videotapes, DVDs, this, the, the, the place was ridiculous. Like, you couldn't... You could spend a full day in one section and still not, like, catalog it. Catalog it. Catalog. Yeah, that's a new word. Catalog. Nice. Trademarking that. You were so messed up, you couldn't have catalogued anything. I can't catalog... Bleh. Yeah. What Rob said. You got Tim Catagraph. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Brian, before we talk about just some of the cool wrestling stuff we did find, because we definitely did, what uh, what were some of your other standout stuff? Because I know y- you and I have different toy collections that we dig. Like uh, you and I are both pretty similar in the Todd McFarlane DC stuff, but this place had so much. What was like? What were your initial impressions? Mm, I, I I guess I was quite overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um. I had planned on taking my time, and then next thing you know, for whatever reason, I sped myself up because it was just too much to look at. Because mm-hmm. I, I guess I started, in my mind, it was like, well, let's see if they have this. Let's see if they have this. So I'm just I'm speeding up unintentionally to try and get to certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, they had... They had more stuff than uh, than I would have imagined they would have had. So they had uh, what sectars? They had Robotech. They had Voltron, Power Rangers, um, Super uh, what Superpowers, and the old Kenner stuff. Uh, Secret Wars, mm-hmm. Batman, Green Lantern. You know they just had so much stuff and uh, Star Trek, Star Wars. It was hard just to... I mean, I think you got to go through it a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you know. my wife and I got there a day before you and your family did, and I was like, nope, I'm got, I got to go check it out. So we went. We went and checked it out. We did a full-on, just a breeze through, right, like a big lap. And I knew right away. I was like, first off, I saw long boxes of comics. And I'm like, all right, well, there's Brian's going to go there, no problem. And then I saw just, I mean, if for the for the ladies and the bronies out there, there were Spine Little Ponies in there. There were Barbies. There was uh, vintage, like, 1950s and newer toys there. Um, and there was no limit to the different types of stuff. Disney, like Brian said, they had um, Japanese toys, which... The selection there for the toys, the Japanese toys, was really awesome. Like they had uh, original release, although I, I guess there was never been a re-release, has there? Of GoBots? No. Yes, recently. But that, those weren't. I don't think those were originals. I think those were re-release or the. Um, I wouldn't call them knockoff, but like. Um, Bakos. Um, yeah, I guess somebody else produced the the same. Reproductions. 
Yeah, look. I don't know if I called it. So I guess over there you can get two or three different companies making the same figure. Um, and they just they're just called something different, but they're exactly the same, mm-hmm. almost. Um, so I don't I don't I wouldn't really know what you call, it, but I'm pretty sure that the few GoBots they had in the box were like the newer remakes. Because I don't I don't remember seeing any vintage ones. If the, I did, I missed them. The Robotech stuff was pretty awesome. The for our Power Rangers fans, because I know we got a lot of Power Ranger fan listeners. Um, they had a lot of the stuff that we remember when they first came out, like the original Power Rangers. But they also had like uh, statuettes. They had the uh, what are they called? Bus, the big like head statues of them. Um, oh, gosh, they had one of the things that that really jumped off the page was their Star Trek stuff. Like they had Star Trek stuff that was everywhere, but it was all there was no rhyme or reason to the Star Trek, I guess, section. Like there was not like a here's your Kirk section, here's your Next Generation section. It was just like boom, Star Trek. Here you go. <laughs> it was like boxes among boxes and um books there was um the marvel sections were laid out um kind of color coded but also the the predominant characters like he had an iron man case and it was god that's nasty jackson riker spitting all over himself that's disgusting um but iron man was in one full case of all of these different cool Iron Man figures, some of them. They even had they had the loose figures in these little Ziploc baggies, but they were like the Happy Meal toys. I don't know if you had saw oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts, and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street, and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts, and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street, and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I've seen that, Brian, but they had that, the Happy Meal toys sectioned out. Yeah, I mean, it was just... It was just so... So, so much... Um, that again, I need to do it when it's just like me, mm-hmm. or you know, you and Rob or something. Somebody that will go in there and allow me to just look, mm-hmm. <laughs> so so I can really take it all in. Maybe start taking pictures. Be like, oh yeah, yeah, I want that one. You know, because literally, uh, you know. Uh, some of the Star Wars stuff was intriguing, especially the older vintage stuff. 
the older toys. There were a few items, and again, I di- I don't want to just I didn't want to just jump on something, you know, right at first, and right, you know, I wanted to take it all in, and then you know, of course, the box comics are at the end, and then the particular items I found, the wrestling stuff is at the very end too. So by that time, I I've just kind of forgotten a lot of the stuff I had seen. Uh, the GI Joe section was amazing. Like, all of the old, like, uh, original uh, 12-inch figures. The ones mm. with the with the real-life kung fu grip. Um, <laughs> they, they had uh, a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They had... Um, I saw posters and signs for it, but I didn't actually see the figures or toys. They had mask signs and posters. But no, I, I saw the toys there. You did see them. Yeah, I saw them. Okay. You had Ponch and John. I sent Bob some pictures of those. The original uh, Chips action figures. Those were cool. Um, the wrestling selection there was good. Bucks. Well, that one was complete like on the motorcycle and everything. And I, I'll say this. I don't know if the picture did it justice. I know I'm not a great photographer. Um, it was in really good shape. Now, I don't know what the, the market value is on half, if, if not three-quarters of that stuff. But, you know, if, if somebody's going to pay it, I guess. But I have no idea. The secondary market for toys is crazy. It was very cool to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brian, did you mention the Evil Knievel toy that they had? Mm-mm. I didn't see that one. So Gosh, that no. was in the same case as the uh, chips and uh, the the they had a six million dollar man uh, figure. And see, was, I saw the Murdoch figure from eighteen. They had Murdoch. They had face. They had. I Mr. thought they T. had them all. The, I'm try, I was just running through it in my head. They may have had the whole set, Rob. They didn't yeah. have the van that I saw. But they had all the figures. Yeah, they had the bigger ones, the six inch or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never had the face. I always I had Burdock and Hannibal. And I think Mr. T, but Well, I remember you had Murdoch, because I remember like when, when you and I first became friends, like, you know, you had your toy collection, like, oh yeah, I got these LJNs and you're in the and then I remember seeing Murdoch. But that's the only one I remember you having. Yeah, I have a toy problem. Uh, well, problem I mean, is, I played with my toys, so now they're not <laughs> worth diddly. But they're worth it to you. That's the thing. And by the way, all of the figures that we saw that were kind of some ridiculously priced were loose. Mm, I I don't know if I'd call them ridiculously priced. Uh, well, I mean, you okay, remember, that's a fair statement because I don't know the market. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're you're not. Uh, Aficionado. You're not, yeah, you're not, you're not, like, so, now some of them I wouldn't, I wouldn't even pretend to entertain, but, um, like the chips, I don't think I'd pay that unless I knew for sure. Right, That's right. what they were going for. And then if I knew or if it was in the ballpark, that's one thing, but, I mean, like, uh, the Robotech figures, 
the one was in really good shape from probably the 80s or 90s, whenever mm-hmm. it was. You talk about the one with yeah. the helmet? Yeah, yeah, 15 yeah. bucks, right? Oh, the yeah, Japanese, that was mint. Like, the card was good. Everything yeah. was in good shape. Uh, the Japanese, 15 bucks or 20 bucks. I think Japanese was 20 uh, so, you know, so I, I would think that he's, he may lowball some of that stuff, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I think you're going to get a good deal. Now, even, judging... even if you do pay for the higher, higher price stuff, I think you're, I, you know, cause he has so much. Well, and judging from the traffic there, he's making his money off GI Joe. The people buying stuff, majority of the stuff I saw moving, at least the second day, because I don't remember seeing anybody buying anything the first day, except a, uh, a really cool alien statue, um, was G.I. Joe. Like, one guy left there <clears throat> when we got there um, with a huge box of G.I. Joe's, including uh, What you're saying vehicles. is you cheated on Brian by going a day before. Oh, hell no. I told him as soon as I saw him <laughs> that night. I'm like, uh, yeah, I uh, I went and checked it out. <laughs> there was no way I was going to pass up an opportunity to at least see it. I had to see it for myself. Because, Brian, how long have we talked about this one location? you see it the next day with your best friend. Oh, there we go, trying to stir the pot. I mean, that, that's nothing I wouldn't have done. You see? And he admitted it right there, too. He's like, nah, I would have did it. <laughs> But, I mean, it, it was uh, – the the core parts of it, like, Brian's talked about the, the the one location, the one we're talking about now, for a couple years at least, that I can remember. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, probably a year or so, yeah. So as soon as I found it on Facebook, I'm thumbing through pictures because I want to see, do they have this, do they have that? Because right now, I mean, I'm trying to – shore up the wave one of AEW figures and I'm trying to shore up a couple other things. <clears throat> so I was looking specifically for that. And they had a lot of stuff that was on card, like mint on card wrestling wise. Some of it old one WCW like toy biz figure that they had, but was repackaged. I was able to kind of take a second look at it was the Hulk Hogan, like the Hollywood Hulk Hogan, the first from the first set. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was really cool, but you could tell that they had <clears throat> they had saved the card and packaging because they put it all back in there and they had they didn't tape it they glued it back together. So I give them credit for their efforts. It, it looked good, but you could kind of tell where it had been ripped. I'll uh, say this: Hogan was still in, in mint condition from what I could see. I mean, he looked like there was no chips and paint or anything. <laughs> Well, if you want a mint, I got one upstairs. On card? No, not on card. Are you mad? <laughs> Who keeps WCW figures on card? See? See? I, I got I, I some mean... WWE jacks. On they, card. If like they them. had... Uh... I wonder if I could sell those to him. Oh, definitely. Definitely, because he had... He had a lot of um, classic superstars. He had the Ruthless Aggression era, Titantron Live era. A lot of the bone-crunching action, he didn't have any of them mint on card. Maybe a couple, but not very many at all. Um, So if you got any of the bone-crunching, like the rubberized ones? Yes, I do. Oh, well then, 
you probably got a market there. The, and the, the guy first, seems like he's pretty open to just about everything. The first Obviously. series of the autograph, I guess. Oh, the signature series. Yeah. Now, I did see one, and, and I, I'm kind of kicking myself because I kind of wish I had gotten it. The mail-away Austin 316 figure, the one that was actually the Austin 316 t-shirt instead of his gear. I, I kind of wish. It was loose, but it looked like it was in good shape. I kind of wish I had bought that. I don't even remember what it was priced at, but I know that that one was a hard-to-find collectible. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. Like, the the... Brian's absolutely right. There was just no physical way, no possible way to look through all of those toys. And I don't even know if one day would do it. I mean, you would need a couple of days at least to catalog and to really get a feel for, okay, here's where I really want to go. Here's what I want to buy or here's what I have. Because there's so much. It's just you get so overwhelmed right from jump that, I mean, he even had uh, video games, everything from, Atari 2600 and up, including, I think I saw a couple PlayStation 5 games. Well, I think what you do is you go in with, like, you'd have to go in with your, you know, you pick your top five mm-hmm. genres to look at, or brands, you know, toy genres, toy whatever, and then you could kind of... um um then you can kind of focus on that for a visit, then go back again, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I'm glad y'all had fun. I wish I was there, obviously. Well, don't, don't wish, because we're going to go back, and, and if you're I coming with it, I'd have been there. No, you're coming with. So we're doing a day trip. Yeah, Brian has these delusions of getting up at, like, Odark 30. I don't, I don't know where he, he gets at. I, I, I kind of value sleep. It, it's 6.30. Stop That's being early. a put. That's early, dude. That's like Stop really being early. a put. Well, I was thinking do like a Williamsburg, and then we just go down for the day from Williamsburg while the rest of everybody hangs there. Because I'll feel guilty. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd feel guilty, although I probably wouldn't hear the end of it. <laughs> I think. Why? Yeah, There's I, been time in Williamsburg, like. Oh, it, I will say this, um, you know, our significant others were able to kind of hang out and talk a little bit, but I, I felt a little, a little bad because like we're in there and we're just like, nah, we're, we're looking at toys. Leave us. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, because you, there was no possible way to really not dedicate that kind of time because there was just so much stuff. And because there's no like signs that says hey on this section is all barbies or on this section is all you don't really know what you're going to walk up on so you could see gi joes and all of them are kind of laid out and they're strewn about but you could go to quote unquote sections over and then run into more gi joes so i mean that would be that that would that would be hard I mean, it was just one of those, uh, it, it reminded me of like one of the first times, like when I went to Toys R Us, of just being like awestruck, like, wow, where do I go first? That kind of thing. Now, as far as finds, as far as like what we came away with, and Brian, I think what we do 
here is uh, much like with the crates. We upload our photos, our images of our findings. But uh, I, I think Brian won out <coughs> in, in the findings here, although I didn't really know what I was looking at. I'll preface it with that. But Brian, why don't you tell everybody what you found at uh, this location? Do I have to? Because then they may go looking for it. Oh, they're going to go looking. It's going to happen. But see, the more people that go, perhaps the more people that bring their stuff. Mm, Yeah, but these are hard to find. Like, this was a a gold mine. Yes. Of uh, Remco's AWA sets. Yes. Yeah. Not... Not like mint in the card. I didn't get quite that lucky because had I seen one, I probably would have walked away with it at a pretty high price. But uh, anyway, so if they had been there, I'll tell you this. If they had been there mint on card, I'd have bought them and sold them to you because I know you would have bought them on day one. Yeah, yeah, they they would have been bought. Oh, definitely, but I'd have sold them to Brian. Um, So, like, these are... I don't don't want to call them a grail, but these are figures that I'm hotly after, right? So I look for them. And I try and find good deals. I try and find them. I don't want to get them off eBay, right? Because I don't really want to pay... A lot for some of these loose figures, yeah. So, you know, I look for them in other ways, and I I had no, I like I wasn't going in looking for them. It might have crossed my mind that maybe I'll get lucky, um, but it was a fleeting. You know, I didn't think they'd be there, especially when you got to get all the way to the back to find them, all the way to the very end, the very back right corner of their section there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. I walked away with uh, a Jimmy Garvin. I think he's Series 2. I think it was Series 2 with his robe. Um, I forget what set he was in. I don't remember if he's a single or not. Um, But he doesn't quite look the same as the other, some of the other ones. It looks kind of plain. There's no, like, muscles on him. He's just like a basic figure. Um, moves different. There's, I mean, it's just, it's a weird figure. But anyway, so I find him. He's in great shape. Got his robe. So that's a plus. And then as I'm looking at Nick Bockwinkle, who has his robe or his jacket and, and both knee pads, mind you, Stan pulls out the living legend himself, Larry Zabisco. And is in awe and hands it to me. And now I'm in awe because this is probably outside of being minted on the card. This is about as mint as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. No paint. The joints are stiff. Like literally you can hear the joints when you go to turn them. They're that stiff. Wow. Um, so I put uh, Bachwinkle back and I can't believe I did that. But I put Bachwinkle back, went with Larry and Jimmy Garvin. And how much did those set you back? 
$20, for both? That's the coolest part, yeah. It was it was a steal for wow. loose. I mean, and and Garvin. I, I would have had to bring on Nick Bockwinkle as well. Well, I, but, yeah, but see, the problem here, again, here's the problem. This is what you don't understand until you've been there, right? It's just like Stan said. You can turn a corner and boom, you're hit with something else. You, you know what I'm saying? So I erred in the side of caution by putting Bachwinkle back. Plus, we were going another another place too, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to blow everything in one in one store. Um, so I erred on the side of caution and put Bachwinkle back. But however, there were probably about ten different ones besides Bachwinkle, Steve Kern. Uh, he didn't have his little um, suspenders or whatever. How about the Midnight uh, Riders? Uh, I I forget who all was there, but I mean, I'm telling you, there were there were probably ten different ones. Um, some of them were hidden; you couldn't really see. Um, but I know Kern was one, Bachwinkle was one. They had a second Jimmy Garvin with no robe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, I forget who else, but I mean, they had, they had a great number of, them. um, no road warriors. I would have snagged them for sure. I don't think they had any free birds. If they did, they weren't in robes. So I didn't pay attention to them. Um, oh, wow. So well, now I, I am kind of kicking myself right now. Okay, so <clears throat> I looked up. I took the time to look up the Jimmy Garvin that you found. Mm-hmm. Now this one, um, if you found it mint on card with the with Precious and Steve Regal, it's mm-hmm. an eight hundred dollar find. The loose mm-hmm. figure with the robe by itself is forty five. So we already know that you've doubled your money on that almost. Mm-hmm. Larry Zabisco. Um, let me just pull this up here. Larry Zabisco is, um, uh, there we go. He was a two pack in a challenge against Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. And his, his figure, um, by itself with no robe, 35 with, the robe in poor condition, I would say 22. And, um, he was only sold in a two pack back then in 85. So his, his were, um, even more rare. So in my opinion, that's, that's the find of the damn century. Well, even better because I have the Ric Flair. Yes. Right. Right. Now I I, I don't have the Ric Flair robe, Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to track down the robe. I need to see if there's a title belt in the two-pack. But I have, like, completed, uh, you know, I wouldn't call them a set, but I've completed, you know, a, a pack. So. so while they did not have the Road Warriors, they did have Paul Ellering. And I can't believe I didn't notice it. Oh, I don't. I didn't have. I don't have to follow along. I have the. I, I can't believe I didn't notice that one either. I was um, stunned 
I looked it up just a little while ago because it was when we started talking about the figures. I was like, let me verify what we saw here. And yeah, <clears throat> one of them for sure was Paul Ellering. They did have the Bill Irwin and I don't know the other Irwin's first name, but Wild Bill and, and Hog Irwin. So they had the Midnight oh, Riders. I believe that's who they were. They did have uh, some Rick Martells too. They had Rick With- Martell. I think one had the jacket and one may not have. They had Ric Flair without robe, loose. One of them was in really good shape, so I'll say that. Um, whoever turned in their AWA set there, uh, first off, thank you, because that was awesome to see them, like, in person. Um, but at the same time, um, what a <laughs> that's a hell of a find. So... Brian, I, I mean, that was the steal of of that one for sure, uh, because there was there's no way of telling you know what else may be in there next. Because I was able to look through, and I felt pretty good about what I came away from away with. Rather, they had a lot of cool loose ones like Hasbro wise and bone crunching action, but the ones I got was I got a I got a Jim Nightheart, Hasbro Jim Nightheart that I never had before, so that. Um, he's not in great shape, but I got him pretty cheap, so completes that one. You're breaking um, up, by the way. Oh, okay. Sorry. So I came away with a, a Jim Nightheart Hasbro that I didn't have previously. Um, a San Francisco toy maker WCW Ric Flair. Now, not the not the push button one, and not the rubbery one, but this was like the um. I guess, what are these, 3.75 as far as the size of the figure? So, about the same size as uh, as a Hasbro. A little skinnier, I would say. Right. I got... Oh, uh, real quick, though, Stan. You know they have a Midnight Rockers, right? Yes, and I didn't realize that they did at the time, but... I know we're going to go back, and when we do, um, I will be scouring for that if I haven't already lost my chance to secure them. Well, you'll you'll have lost your chances. Yeah. Cause we'll be fighting on the stairs. If, if it's there, <laughs> I ain't going to let you have it. Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm looking at the at the screen images of, of the different ones. So they came with shirts, I guess, like little striped like zebra print shirts and sunglasses. So obviously, if I locate them that way, there, that's going to be a fight. <laughs> but the loose images I'm seeing tells me that yeah, they may have had them. Mm, I don't think I don't know. We, we we definitely need to go back to like really look at them. Yeah, really, really scour because if you don't take the time to really look at them, you're gonna miss something. You're definitely gonna miss gonna miss something. Um, I did get a Toy Biz referee WCW ref. Um, as far as who this came with, this was in a two pack at one point, but it's or it might have been like with the ring. But uh, from a overall condition, like I said, loose. He's in good shape. The two figures that I kind of was happy about even though they're not in great shape at all, is the two ECW figures I got. I got the Tommy Dreamer from the first edition and uh, Lance Storm, who I think is a second 
the second wave. But um, those are cool figures. The that store was just Brian said it overwhelming, um, but amazing to look at some of the classic stuff. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I think we're definitely gonna uh, definitely need to go back. Oh yeah. And the thing is, like, I, I want to tell everybody where we went because, honestly, we owe it to the guy because he was such a nice guy. No, no, we'll reveal it next time. I know, I, I want another shout-out. <laughs> Brian wants another pass at it. <laughs> wow. Now, the second location that we went to was smaller significantly, but uh, – Good things come in small packages. You know what I'm saying? Because this place is... Uh, Stan, no matter what she tells you, that's not necessarily true. I mean, you could ask her, but I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> the You got a lot of skip now, too, or something. I hear it. I hear it. Let me check and see what's going on here. Now it's gone. Yeah, that, that might... Oh. Yeah, it might have been something brushing up on a microphone. So the second location that we went to was um, a lot smaller in size, but as far as what they had there from an inventory standpoint was amazing. And I'm excited about what I came away from there. But this place was just as packed with retro and brand new. Um, You could tell these guys were plugged in with ringside collectibles. You can tell that they are in the know as far as a Hasbro Pulse. Um, what are some of the other common sites that a lot of collections collectors are using, Brian? Uh, I just use Hasbro Pulse myself or yeah. Amazon or, you know, whatever. I don't uh, eBay something. You know, if I get the, the gumption to go find something, I use eBay. They had... Um, they had G.I. Joe. They had Transformers. They had He-Man. And the He-Man stuff was really cool because they had both original and the re-release of Castle Grayskull, um, which, had I had the money, I would have been so happy to come away with. Um, I just, I, I know that that was going to cost an arm and a leg. There's just no way. That's only like uh, six or eight bucks at Walmart if you can find them. Well, that's just it, and my Walmart blows. Like, I have to go three counties over just to get AEW figures when they first came out because the stuff here doesn't, you know, get restocked. Um, at least not with Wave 1. So, with he I think my Walmart lives were stocked at, at Christmas. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, I mean, when you really look at it, there's only but so many places. So, it was cool to see it somewhere that actually had cool stuff. Like the Captain mm. Yeah. But speaking of Wave 1, because here's the winner, right? So Zabisco's great and all, but uh, I'm pretty sure you top Zabisco. Uh, okay, so, so. Just go on, get it out there, kid. There's two things I came out of this store with that I'm over the moon about. The first one is something that both Brian and I have been chasing since we saw images just teasing that it could be done, and that is the bat who laughs with the three robins, the three crows. That was – it's a loose set, 
but God, it looks gorgeous. I got it up on my shelf. I'm going to post a picture here on our site um, later this evening. But that was an awesome find. And the other, for me, the grail find of the trip was a Wave 1.2, Brian. I was a little disappointed. It wasn't 1.0, but 1.2 of, that's right, you guessed it, the soon-to-be mama, Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, but how, how do you, how do you, is there a point or 1.0? There is a, well, the 1.0 is the original release, okay? That's the Wave 1 that I had to go to Warrington to find when I found the first set. just came out recently, and I'm fairly confident that these guys ordered it because on the side it says Series 1 V.2, so V2. Um, But I don't care. (laughs) It's it's in my hand. I'm staring at it right now. Brandy Rhodes officially in my collection. I was stoked when I saw that. Oh, and they had... they had no no uh, shortage of that. Of Brandy Rose or no? You squealing, squealing. Uh, well, probably squealing, but not for me. Um, so who saw it first? <laughs> uh, well, I saw it first on Friday, but I asked him before I bought it, and I can pull my wife in here and have her verify this. How many do you have? And he goes, all the ones back here, and he points behind him, and there's a stack of at least twelve. Uh, AEW mm. figures. So he had a bunch. So if Brian wanted one, he could have come away with one. Yes. Um, they had the Bucks. They had Pac. But you didn't think of me, I see. Well, I did ask you what you were looking for. But you knew I was looking for V1 AEW as they came along. V1 or V1.2. See? See? Huh? 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 It's just, I mean, you're just dick documenting for life. Oh, wow. Was that a Freudian slip? Did you just call me a dick right here under the air? He did call you a dick. He did. He said, you're just a dick. (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) But he did did get you something from the other place. Yes. That I am convinced, and no, I haven't spoiled it yet, and I don't think I will. I'm going to wait until I see you. I am convinced what I got you, sir, is going to top it. Because even though the container isn't in pristine condition, it is mint on card. Oh, that's cool. I was impressed when we found it. I was like, wow, this is something that... And and Brian knew right away. He's like, well, there you go. That's it. That's what you get. (laughs) Because I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, because I showed Brian your text, and I'm like, he's he's like, all right, well, here's a challenge. I'm like, okay, what do I find? What do I get? Brian's like, right there, boom. See that? <laughs> he's like, that's what you do. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's a winner. Yes. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Because for the for the for the people listening or whatever, like I couldn't be there because of a family thing, mm-hmm. but um, I told Stan, I said, well, I challenge you. Here's the dollar amount. You know the shows and stuff I like. So here's the dollar amount. Surprise me. So he was up for the challenge. It was kind of fun. So I'm like, what would he get me? 
It was it so. was definitely a challenge though, because looking at all the different things they had was just uh, at both locations. It was wow. What would be the thing? Like the like holy crap! I can't believe I got this in my hands, kind of thing. And I, I will tell you, Rob, at the second store, which again we're not going to reveal, not <laughs> at this moment in time. Uh, all me. the way out, they did have um, some. I think it was Jordy and oh, Wharf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first wave of the new generation figures, the Galoobs or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. mint in the pack. But they kind of were in like the throwaway bin by the door, and I wasn't sure if they were just free to anybody. Or if I had to pay for them. <laughs> that would have been awesome. You grab one out and then try to run. <laughs> so, but they had a they had a they had a bunch of them just like you know right beside the door, like uh, free to a good home. But I, you know, yeah, sir, so. sir, you have to pay for that, sir. <laughs> and see, you know, like I had the whole set, like I told you, like I had the whole set of those. But the one thing that always kicked me was I was never able to get my hands on the bridge, like the bridge playset. What uh, for? Did they have one for? Yeah, next they brought generation? one out for. They brought one out for next generation and those small ones. Uh, and I got they brought, the original then they, one. Right then they brought a huge one out with uh, when I guess it was Kenner or Mattel brought out all those figures for next gen. Now, alas, I didn't get one then either. Oh man, see, I probably would have gotten one if I'd known about that one. Because that would have just kept, you know, like all the main characters in one full swoop. So, but yeah, they, they, there is a, a, like when you go back and you bring you some money and you want some Star Trek figures, uh, you can go get you some Star Trek figures. Yeah, there's. There's just ridiculous. They they had a lot of Hasbro's. Um, some, one of which was like this rare hacksaw Jim Duggan that I didn't even know existed. Um, complete with the with the flag and everything in tremendous shape. Um, they had um, gosh, ah yes, they did have something that was really cool. Not exactly very old, but the Hasbro retro set that came out or Mattel retro set assigned just in a package on the shelf next to a whole bunch of other loose ones, assigned Zack Ryder retro. AKA now for the record, uh, you know, Stan probably got taken by the shop owner on that one, but the thousand dollar broski, <laughs> right? The Michael Jordan of figure collecting Matt Cardona himself. Now I did look up the signature, right? I did look up images of his autograph. To see if it at least looks close. And I'm going to say it looks super close. So we'll see. But. There was only one way to find out. Take it to him and go, hey, did you ever sign one of these? <laughs> no, like put it on Instagram or something and just tag him in it and say, hey, is this legit? Because well, like. would have thought of that. Jeez. I've seen like there's this NASCAR race sheet metal thing that I follow. Uh-huh. And these people will post pictures of, like, Dale Earnhardt sheet metal. And sometimes they'll tag Dale Earnhardt Jr. or some of the the, the team members. And sometimes the team members respond going, uh, nope. 
Like, nope, that nail is too big. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, now I am going to have to... Yep, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm grabbing my camera right now. Here we go. Because <clears throat> you never know. Maybe he'll feel bad for you, and he'll send you an autograph for me. You're like, Pick sorry, you, know, you got took, but uh, here's a real one. <laughs> Shoot me a DM with your address. Shoot me a DM for the deets, man. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, y'all, y'all keep talking. I'll be, I'll be right back. I just thought of something. I'll be right back. So Brian's thinking there's smoke. Rob, you smell smoke? I know. I thought something was on fire, but. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like because you know he and he and Brian Myers put out their own figs. And uh, they put their own brand, like they got their own, uh, like stomp collection and that kind of thing going. Well, I've posted it officially to mine and Corner to Corner's Instagram. Oh, oh. <clears throat> so it's officially posted just to make sure. That's because... somebody we should reach out to. That would be fun. The way he he and Brian Myers figure collect. Um, I have, I have actually. Now I haven't reached out to him for a while, and congratulations to him for hey sending the internet a buzz this week, as Matt Cardona does the fake out with the wrestling world, making everybody think that uh, John Moxley was at GCW's event where Nick Cage, Nick Gage, excuse me, was performing, but Matt Cardona comes out during the Zombie Walk event and does like kind of a pantomime like he's John Moxley, hits the paradigm shift on Nick Gage, and then takes a mask off and reveals himself to the world. It was a, a great little viral moment. You can track it down on Twitter, I'm sure. It's probably on YouTube by now. Um, but Matt Cardona looks like he's getting ready to enter the deathmatch realm. Oh, I see it. All right, I'm back. Brian, what did you I find? No, to... no, 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 no. How was it? So, uh, they're good friends at uh, Pro Wrestling Crate. Had Matt Cardona sign uh, autograph, you know, a couple months ago, but I don't have it handy. So, ah, okay. So. Or, We'll see. Yeah, I think Myers is in this one. Yeah, give it a shot. See what happens. Just don't get disappointed. I mean, you did get the figure, right? Yeah, right. I mean, I I, I bought the figure, so. Yeah, get put it in put it in glass or something. You don't want somebody to come by and wipe it. Oh, look at this smudge! <laughs> oh my god, that would be awful. <laughs> what a horrible smudge here. Let's get rid of that. Can we get some Windex? What? What? No! No! <laughs> oh, I can't tell you how many times, like, I've worried about that with, like, the Joe Montana helmet. Oh, gosh. You're like, oh, I just want to clean it up. Don't touch it! Like... <laughs> <laughs> but overall, How to make I mean... something worth something worth nothing. Right? Oh, you mean like I did with my uh, Dustin Rhodes autographed t-shirt? Yeah, yeah, I did that. Yep. Stupid me decided I was going to wear it. That was dumb. This was years about, ago. I see that at, like, football games, you know, where people have the jerseys and they're autographed. It's like, 
do you under do you realize what you have on? Like what the <laughs> hell? That's one of those moments of weakness, I guess. Sorry. Well, if you didn't have perspiration issues, it wouldn't have been a problem. Uh, I mean, I don't have any issues. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You couldn't tell if Dustin said Dustin or did it say Dusty? Did it say Bunny? Like, what was I don't know what happened here. <laughs> Here's the sad part. After wa- being washed one time, you couldn't tell at all because it was all gone. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, my own fault. I take full responsibility for that. I should have never, ever, ever thought that it would be okay, but, yeah. Well, that's like the Bob Backlund shirt that I finally found enough to give you and remember, too. It's like, I felt so bad because it's, like, dirty. And I was like, I kind of wanted to wash it up, but then I'm like, no. Yeah, right, right. No, I, I, I have that, and I've, I've made sure to put it aside for the, for the time being until I can find a proper shadow box for it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know what you're talking about there. I would definitely not want to risk there being any kind of problem. Losing yet another another autograph. Yeah, like, dang it. I like when you find something that you didn't know was autographed, and it's like, then you, then you look, you're like, dude, it's autographed. What was the coolest autograph you guys ever got? Wrestling or not? Uh, it doesn't matter. Anything. Like personally or just happened to come across it? Uh, personally. Um, I would say one of the coolest was when my mom was actually teaching school. And I was a wrestling fan. So then she had her whole class do wrestling like writing assignments and she made them each pick a wrestler in the wwf at the time and write a letter and in response the wwf sent her back this big old packet of autographed photos and each kid in the class got an autographed photo from the wrestler they wrote and with her being the teacher, she got extra autographs. And in those was, like, I remember, like, Brutus Beefcake, um, The Rockers, um, and Hulk Hogan. And so being a kid at the height of the rock and wrestling craze, you know, and being able to have a legit Hogan autograph was just like so cool she came home and she's like hey i got this today at school do you want it <laughs> yeah because <laughs> then like you think because <laughs> then my sister's like that's not real so she did like she took her finger to one of them and like did the the lick test i guess the oh thing. yeah whoa and it smeared so she's like oh that's real i'd have been pissed if she had smeared my autograph you son of a... <laughs> well, luckily she did her Brutus Beefcake, you know? Oh, like, good, good. <clears throat> not my Hogan. Now, my Hogan has seen better days because obviously when you're a kid and then you become an adult and you move around all the time, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that was one of the coolest that I get. I mean, that I personally got that I, you know, not necessarily... Now, of who I met, it's just, I mean... 
that time at Charlotte was probably the coolest as a wrestling fan. That one or the one in Stanton, Waynesboro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just meeting all those legends at one time. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that my favorite time would, would probably, as far as meeting them live, has to be Charlotte. Brian, what, what would be your your favorite autograph, man? Like your favorite autograph experience or whatever. No, I, I mean, probably Slaughter, but I mean, at Disney, so mm-hmm. as far as, um, I'm trying to think, um, yeah, I would probably say his, like just running into him in Disney. Would probably be the the best one I had. I mean, there are others, but I think that'd probably be the best, the best one. That's pretty cool too, because I mean, you think about it, you were in the Magic Kingdom, not expecting to see anybody, and then across the plaza, you're like, then your eyes meet. I don't think it was quite like that, but or maybe your eyes met similar. His chin. Your eyes saw his chin and was like, I know that chin. Guys, I want to I want to give you a second here, if you don't mind. I, I just got to step away from the uh, microphone. So please talk amongst yourselves. Share with uh, the rest of the world what uh, what some of these thoughts are you got going on. Huh? <laughs> what you hit pause? <laughs> you just want me to hit take pause? Take a break. Yeah, take a break. Be like, we'll be back, and All right. I'll give you a minute. Um, for those listening live, I'm just going to go ahead and cue up some music here. Uh, give me, uh, give me 90 seconds, and uh, I'll cue the guys, and we'll come right back in. So stick with us right here on C2C Radio Show. You must have to pee. <laughs> I'll be right back. Come on, you're missing the mo the evolution. On the other one was when I played the next genre. It's kind of cool.
back live right here on C2C Radio Show. Thank you so much for your patience, everybody. Appreciate that. Uh, Stan's old and needed to go potty. You know, it, it's, 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 it's a human thing, okay? You know, sometimes it gets a little overwhelming. You try to get off things done otherwise. But you wouldn't drink a six-pack. You wouldn't have to pee. Well, sometimes you got to. Sometimes oh, that's why to. That's why he threw his flask, because it was empty. All right, that, I will neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> he was sending a signal to the other room like it needs to be filled. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I figure if I bang on it enough, maybe somebody will refill it. It's funny. <laughs> Hello? There's a wrestler on TV named Mansoor. Mansoor? Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, he's awful. Um, now you got Mustafa a lot of wearing more. a suit. <laughs> yeah. The, obviously, you know, the releases, I'm sure a lot of people have spent a lot of time so, talking wait, about it. Wait, go wait, ahead. Wait, wait. So we go from Mustafa Ali to Mustafa Ali in that little stupid uh, faction to now he's wearing a suit. Right. Yes, gracious. He's now uh, warning fellow, you know, it's a, I get tired of the ethnic and uh, racial gimmicks. You know, I get I think it's just dumb. Like not every black guy has to be a rapper or a hip hop guy to me. Um, not every Saudi Arabian needs to say, you know, America hot to kind of thing. You know, I, I know that I'm messing up ethnicities, and I apologize for that, but what I'm saying here is that I hate that sort of crap, but now that's what Mustafa Ali's gimmick is, right? He is warning fellow Middle Eastern ethnicity person, Mansoor, hey, be careful, don't trust anybody here. They don't like us. I, I hate that stuff. Can we just ben- go past that garbage, please? Yeah, but, I mean, that's part of the magic formula, isn't it? Uh, Would it be safe to say that that formula has changed? Sure, it's safe to say, but it's still... I mean, it's their formula. formula. (laughs) I mean, it's there just add water, but it's not. It's kind of like it's kind of like the you know Dr Pepper, right? So there's 24 different flavors in there, and it's been that way for 100 years. Why add a 25th? Why subtract to a 23rd? Because that's the formula that works. You see what I'm saying? I, I guess, except it doesn't work. That's my but so yeah so all right so did like did you have a problem with it before or is it just like how they're presenting it now? Honestly, I think I've had a problem with it since Crime Time, and Crime Time was damn good. They were entertaining. They were talented guys. So don't get me wrong. I'm not like oh these guys can't wrestle. They're horrible. No, it was it's actually quite the opposite. They were so good in the ring. I felt like they were pigeonholed. And kind of handcuffed by a guy who clearly at this point, yeah, we'll talk about the rumors on this in a minute, but, you know, is out of touch. I mean, the guy just says, right, you know what? I see rappers. I see good guy thugs. Like, that's what he painted him as. And, and JTG has talked about it. Shad um, in multiple interviews had talked about it. May he rest in peace. Um, 
but two very talented guys that could have been so much more than just that character. Now, I think part of that, the onus does fall to the, to the individual themselves to quote unquote, get over. But at the same time, someone else has to say, Hey, let's do this. Let's let's, what if we took this character and uh, broadened it out instead of just saying, all you do is rap and say, what's up? Like, truth um you know you're gonna be more than that you're gonna be uh like shelton benjamin was a blue chipper you know what his was a pure wrestling athlete and i thought that was like an amazing way to present him but even that they got tired of even though the fans really liked shelton benjamin but they had to get cute with it they had to add shelton's mom now some people may not remember that though for those that do you remember that was just abysmal you know, comic relief where they're trying to find a different way to adapt this character that clearly wasn't having a problem resonating with fans. But they, they that was what? Shelton Benjamin's mom, 2006? Maybe even 2005? And here we are in 2021, where up until the Hurt Business, Shelton Benjamin was kind of an afterthought. And now, sadly, with his feud with Cedric, he kind of is again. Yeah, but I mean, you asked for him and you got him and guys like Roman who shouldn't be taking up as much airtime as they do take away from the little guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, you know, the, the Benjamin has to try and get his face out there somehow. Well, I just feel like the the <laughs> the paradigm has definitely shifted as far as what makes an entertaining product. You know, I, I feel like that's definitely happened. And I think that everyone adjusts at some point and sooner or later we will see adjustments somewhere um because i mean it's just it's just a matter of uh what is it, the question of attrition you know or the last man standing kind of thing did you ever answer the question stan the question of autographs yes uh i thought i did but if i didn't i can definitely answer it no problem the best autograph I ever got was so random that honestly I never thought in a million million years that I'd ever get one and it was sometime where I just happened to be on Twitter where AT&T um, did a trivia question about a running back that it's the most popular running back in the history of Super Tech Mobile and I of course immediately guessed Bo Jackson okay. yep and it just happened to be just fate. I lucked out, and when I got an autographed mini Auburn University helmet by Bo Jackson for getting the question right, that is definitely single-handedly the coolest autograph I've ever gotten. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that one blew me away. I was like, damn, this is, this is awesome. I can't believe I actually got this. And it, um, 
Yeah, I'll never open that because it's it's the helmet itself is autographed. So I will never ever open that. You going wireless? No, I can. It's a mini helmet. Put it on your cat. <laughs> the cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll pass on that. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Tons of stuff going on. Loki is coming up in a week. Um, is it end of this holla, week? Holla. Beginning of next week. That one looks like it'll be a good one. Lois and Superman, or Superman and Lois, is on episode nine as of this week, or eight. That show has been, in my opinion, that's been probably the best televised television Superman takes so far. Um, although... There's, there's, it's not perfect. I mean, I, I, I like the layout of the, of the, how does Superman cope with having, having kids? How does he cope with having, you know, kids with powers or at least one kid with a power? You know, how does he and the world interact? I, I just, I, this is a good take on Superman. I think that Tyler is Hawkland. Is that how it's pronounced? Hey, I'm gonna guess and say Hawkland. Um, I think he's probably one, one of the best Superman so far. Um, I, I would like to see more of Superman in action overall for the show. I mean, the, the drama that they build up is good. The storyline so far is good. But I am interested to see where else they go because Batwoman is officially done after this season. Black, Black, Batwoman? Black, yeah, Batwoman. Uh, Black Lightning is done as of this last season that just finished up for them. Supergirl is ending after this season. The Flash is ending after next season. And Arrow's already gone. Legends of Tomorrow still marches on. So there's there's room to continue to see this universe grow if, if CW hasn't kind of caught it. Hello? I guess everybody agrees with me. Cool. No, uh, you cut out. Oh, sorry for that. I'm, I am still here. You can't get rid of me. Yeah. Brian, have you You're watched Superman here. and Lois yet? No. No. Not at all. I'll wait. Mm-mm. I'll wait till it's done and stream it. Binge well, it, I, I guess, would be the appropriate term. Rob, or have you have you watched uh, Superman and Lois yet? No, I have not. Wow! So I'm all alone on that. That's why it was so quiet. And watch, okay. I'm trying to figure out what the hell League of uh, the Legends of Tomorrow is doing. I honestly I haven't kept track of them since season four. But like. I started watching them on season two, mm-hmm. and so I've stayed going, and I stayed like with Flash and Arrow. And as the Arrow ended, I was like, okay. And then, like, they brought in Batwoman, and then Black Lightning, and then I was like, all right. And then I'm then Lo- Superman and Lois. I'm like, it's just too many to keep up with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, eventually I'll catch them on some streaming service somewhere. 
How about Invincible? Nope. Nope. Wow. Still haven't watched it. Okay. Uh, Jupiter's what is Legacy. It? No. What? What's Invincible? So Invincible is a comic that was Brian. I don't remember the studios. Is it Image? Uh, I think so. So yeah, Invi- I think that's right. Invincible takes place in kind of a in a world where there's like there's a group basically like the Justice League, and there's a, a superhero called Omni Man, and he comes from a planet of he's a he's what's called Uranus. a vitramite. And he's similar to Superman, but with a twist. He's um, from Uranus. <laughs> he's got Klingons from Uranus. Um, <laughs> They're on the starboard bow. <laughs> the basics of it is he is he he is uh, he's he's actually one of the best bad guys you'll ever come across. He has a son who develops superpowers that he's trying to raise. He's dealing with being, you know, a a husband and everybody thinks he's good. So he's trying to sell this whole story and it's a great, great layout. And without giving away the whole storyline, it's, it's basically like an alternate version of uh, maybe injustice would be a good way to look at it outside of some of the storyline of injustice, but kind of like that. Um, But but it's animated. What's that? You have given it away. I mean, for Thanks. those that are those that are no, that don't are need watching. To watch it. Okay, well, don't watch it then. You won't enjoy it. Ha uh-huh. uh, <laughs> No, nobody else is going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure all five of them are all like, "Damn it!" <laughs> they're throwing their Slurpees right now. There's their their moms are yelling at them to calm down because they can hear them over their television. Um, Mom, you don't understand. <laughs> that evil son of a... I'll kill him! I thought he was my friend. <laughs> uh, Jupiter's Legacy is on Netflix. I don't know where its origins comes from, but it's got uh, Josh DeMail pl- playing... DeMail, DeMail. Uh, playing like a, a Godfather kind of superhero where... He's got a younger generation of superheroes he's trying to guide through all along this whole storyline. It, it, it describes like what what the world thinks of them, how he deals with it. It's actually not bad, but the sad thing is after only one, one – they're not called seasons anymore. Is this a new thing? They call them volumes. That show's over. Yeah, it's done. So like they get no second quote-unquote season or volume. So it ends after nine episodes. I thought it was well done, but it, they, obviously Netflix didn't agree. Where it goes from there, I don't know. Dang. Superhero movies and shows, they don't get like a fair a fair shot, I don't feel like. Hmm? Some I feel like they take off too soon. Others I feel like they let stay on forever, but then it's also... You gotta look at how much content Netflix has, mm-hmm. you know, and what's gonna keep people coming back. And so, how have you watched that that one with Melissa McCartney, Thunder Force? Have you watched that one yet? I heard it's funny. No, but I, I've heard the same. I've heard it's actually quite funny. Yeah, because apparently her and 
Olivia Spence have been best friends for like over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And Melissa's husband wrote it and called her, called his wife and said, Hey, I've got this movie I'm writing with you in mind. And she's like, yes. She's like, he's like, but I haven't told you about it. She's like, I don't care. <laughs> okay. And then like, he called Olivia Spence and was like, Hey, I know you and Melissa have been trying to do a movie for 20 years together, but yes, I'll do it. But I haven't told you, I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's like, that was easy. <laughs> now we have to finish it and, uh, get the rest of the cast. But, uh, yeah. Now, before... yeah. no, I was just saying, like, I pretty much stay with Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. And... Well, we with we're in Brian, let me know if I got this wrong. But we're in phase four of Marvel's cinematic universe, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Four or five. Let me look it up here real quick. But I just um, saw a thing that they announced in September, like the comics. They're going to Doctor Strange. Something's going to happen in the comics. I haven't seen anything on that, Brian. Have you seen any major shift or change coming in the comics? Mm-mm. No. I don't read Doctor Strange. I wouldn't know. Mainly, they're going to have a, a mini series called "The Death of Doctor Strange," so they're going to kill him off in the comics. Hasn't he died like four or five times before? Haven't they all? That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> it's like it's like your soap operas in the eighties. It's Victor. Well, Victor was killed six times. <laughs> he's got a like new face. <laughs> yeah. He knew faith, and now he's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Ah. So we've seen um, WandaVision, and I, I pulled up. This is from MarvelCinematicUniverse.Fandom.com. We're looking at Phase 4. WandaVision, which gave us just a great psychological breakdown of how um, Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch how she becomes a Scarlet Witch, and all of the different intricacies of that, dealing with Vision being dead and gone in a post-Endgame kind of world. That was a tremendous show. Falcon and Winter Soldier goes an opposite direction in just a nonstop action kind of role where we see uh, Sam Wilson, the Falcon, become Captain America, which is a great, great layout in how he accepts it and how they go and deal with that. Um, but now we're heading to Loki where it's, and of course, you know, it's, I want to say it's starting, I think it's this week. Uh, I might have it wrong. It's either this Friday or next Friday. Either way, it's supposed to be Loki from just after he gets stopped by the Avengers in the first movie, where if you remember during Endgame, they kind of have that botch where he takes the Tesseract again and disappears. And the, what's it called? The TVA, Brian? Huh? The, 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 T, 
the TVA, I think is what they're called. The, the group that captures him and puts him to work in Loki. Oh, mm, I, I don't pay that close attention to it. Outside of S.H.I.E.L.D. or S.W.O.R.D., that would probably be about the extent. Yeah. Hydra, maybe. So, I mean, I'm, I'm taking a stab at it. I want to say that's what it's called. But basically, like, the time police. They have captured him because Loki has screwed up timelines by doing what he's done. And the premise of the story is they're going to force Loki to fix things and go from different events. If you've seen any of the trailers, there's a lot of different areas that he's going to touch on, including, some fans are clamoring for this one, including um, a visit to Natasha in the the um, the spirit gem, or the spirit realm, where she's apparently waiting for the next sacrifice. Now, that's a theory, by the way, waiting for the next sacrifice. There is no confirmation of that. But this looks like it's going to be another great show. Um, backing up just a tad, Black Widow is scheduled to come out later this year. And Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I know nothing about this character. Brian, who is Shang-Chi? Uh, karate guy? I don't I don't read him. I never have. Okay. So, I mean, other than that, I, I, there's not much <laughs> I can tell you. So, I mean, they're they're taking a lot of with the movies this go around. There's there's some there's some staples. Like we got Thor, Love and Thunder coming out. We got Spider-Man, No Way Home, which is supposed to be a multiverse story including Tobey Maguire, um Andrew Garfield, Willem Dafoe reprising his role as the Green Goblin. Um Alfred Molina. Thank you. Wow, look at the pull. Alfred Molina reprising his role as Doc Ock. And I don't remember who played um, the lizard in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. But basically, it's going to be the the multiverse of villains creating the Sinister Six. That's the rumored theory yet. Because we don't have a trailer yet. It's been teased by uh, Tom Holland for about two months now. And there was an, the most recent one was that a trailer was going to drop on his birthday. Well, that birthday's come and gone. We haven't gotten that yet. But that one looks like it's going to be great. But I'm excited about that. What's that? I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be good. I mean, I am looking forward to, to Loki. I don't know if I'm going to do the whole stay up and watch it the night it drops routine or if I'm just going to wait kind of like Brian described and binge it when it's done. Although with WandaVision, that was fun watching it and then kind of going over. I have discovered the rabbit hole that is those uh, YouTube theory videos. You can literally spend days watching videos about where they think they found this double secret Easter egg that ultimately means that Mephisto is the bad guy or uh, Magneto is going to have a cameo or the only one that's so far been com- confirmed that just didn't happen because of the pandemic was the Doctor Strange one. Yeah. Well, apparently Molina said something. He was at a convention or something recently, and somebody asked him about his character in Spider-Man. They're like, mm-hmm. what happened to you? Because you fell into the water and everything. Did you die? Did you? He said, no, he is. he was transported to a different dimension. 
Right. Therefore, because I guess it wasn't like known that he was going to be there or, or be in it or whatever. So, just interesting how they now like, said, "Oh yeah." Yeah, I'm honestly, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, I mean, the 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 Marvel Cinematic Universe hasn't. I don't think they've come out with a really bad movie yet. Or TV show. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had its moments where it was a little questionable, in my opinion. But it still wasn't awful. Like, maybe... Well, I um, think one of the... What's that? Well, I think one of the things I like about the Marvel Universe on TV and stuff is how they shoot it like a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's not just cut up into episodes. You can tell they just filmed this whole thing all at once and then cut it up. You know? And that's what I like. It's just the continuity of everything. And the fact that WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier, like, it wasn't, the graphics and everything were on par with what you were used to. Mm-hmm. And that was the big thing for me. Like, that's what turned me off on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after the fir- during the first season was just how it, the graphics were very Doctor Who-ish. And I'm not saying Doctor Who is bad. I'm just saying when you turn on Doctor Who and the BBC, you're expecting that kind of graphic package. You know, you're not expecting Marvel Cinematic, but to turn on a movie with Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you're expecting, any, any, I, mean, I was anyway, yeah. and that's what turned me off about it, you know? What was the... There's a, there was one that they came out with on ABC. Was it Freeform, Brian? Where it had Lockjaw and Black Bolt. It didn't last long. It was the best was way it I can Was it Mutants or something? Uh, no, not the Eternals. Because that's the one that's coming out this year or late, maybe next the year. The Inhumans. Inhumans, thank you. Yeah, that one didn't get great reviews. I have yet to watch that one. Um, did you see it? Who? You. No. No. Okay. Well, apparently, uh, we're not alone, because <laughs> that's why it got canceled. Um, I thought uh, Cloak and uh, the... the <laughs> Dagger. Yes, Cloak and Dagger. Thank you. Um, I thought that was actually a really good show. Is it even still on? It is actually. It's uh, available through Hulu and ABC Freeform. I think they got picked up for another season. Huh. Interesting. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Eternals has an all-star cast. They've got Angelina Jolie. Um, I mean, it's just. I say that, and then, of course, I don't name anybody else. That's so sad. <laughs> uh, Gemma, Gemma Chan. Um, let's see here. Kit Harrington, Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek, and then uh, just recently, Emily or Amelia Clark has just uh, confirmed that she signed on as part of that movie as well. So, I mean, that could be interesting. It could be a recipe for disaster with all of those names, but it also could be like Avengers level great. 
Who knows? I think you're right. I mean, we'll see. Exciting stuff. It's just the movies are starting to come out, and it's getting exciting again. Yeah, yeah. With everything opening back up, it is so nice to see kind of the world opening back up and getting back to, well, we don't know what normal looks like yet <laughs> as far as the new normal, but I'd say we got a kind of a glimpse of it this past weekend as things start opening up in Virginia Beach. It was um, a kind of a mixture of mask up or don't. Um, you know, people are changing it up a little bit now with, hey, if you're vaccinated, some places ask for proof. Other places just are like, hey, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Like, I know Walmart near here is that way. Um, Target, I think I saw a sign on there that they're kind of like that, too. So, you know, we're, we're hopeful that things continue to grow. Yeah, I mean, I'd still wear masks when I go out. I've been vaccinated for a long time, but I still wear one from time to time. So. <laughs> but things, they are changing. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Indeed they are. With everything that's been going on, uh, we've danced all over the place here this week. Um, comic books, movies, talking about uh, figures and our toy hunt that is never-ending. Um, it would be silly for us not to identify Double or Nothing. What a great, great pay-per-view that one was. Um, not really looking to do a full rundown, but I thought one of the standout moments here, and, and Brian, I, I'd love your take on this, was was Britt Baker and Sheeta. What a great match between these two. And Britt Baker with, I mean, just a great, great victory for her. Um, I mean, I guess she's um, been a shining point mm-hmm. from where she started to the mistakes to, you know, we're just watching her, watching her evolve, I guess, mm-hmm. to what she is now. Um, although I'm not quite sure how she's going to be the bad guy now because she yeah. gets more cheers than probably almost everybody else. Yeah, she's, um, I, I, I think it's a safe bet to say she's the most popular woman on their roster right now. Yeah, but she may rival some of the men right now. Hmm. Well, Listen to them. I mean, they don't yeah. necessarily do the DMD or anybody else's catchphrase, but I mean, Jericho, of course, but Mm -hmm. so just, I would imagine she'd be one of their most popular superstars in the whole company. Yeah. I mean, the, the growth that she's seen in probably the most challenging era, and I'm sure that, as we get further and further away from the pandemic, we'll refer to it as the pandemic era. I mean, is there a performer short of Drew McIntyre who really grew and, and thrived as strongly as she did? I don't think I, I don't think you can throw Drew into that because Drew was in Impact before. Mm-hmm. That's a fair point, that. and he was he was there at that level then. Yeah. 
uh, again, it's not every day you get to watch somebody on a weekly basis just get better, mm-hmm. work harder, outperform, you know, change, modify, do what she's done. I mean, so. you figure, look at it from when they did All In, right? She took part of the Battle Royal. She was limited in what she did. I think they protected and kind of disguised the strengths and weaknesses for her. And then, you know, fast forward to Dynamite where we see her growing into this role of a real bad guy. Because at first it really struck me as she was kind of in the middle, like trying to get approval from the fans but really just didn't seem too sure of herself. And then the more she embraced the DMD character, the more she embraced herself. And it really, her work with Thunder Rosa, I think, is what you would attribute to seeing her take that next step. Uh, I mean, I think it started back when she got her nose broke. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah, and that, that's and, where uh, Sheeta broke her nose. Though. Yeah, and then for her, something just clicked. I mean, you could tell it when she... She's got blood streaming all down her face, and she just kind of smiles. Mm-hmm. And I think that for her is when it clicked. And then everything else has just been fine tuning. You know, I'm sure Adam has a hand to play and helps her out, but um, Thunder Rosa helped her quite a bit too. But I think when the light bulb came on is when she got her nose broke. Well, there, when she came back with the uh, face guard and was, you know, having her, cause she had that mini feud with uh, big swole that was actually pretty entertaining. You know, there she was, uh, that was when she had her knee injury. Um, but to see her kind of come through during the pandemic, she, she gets her nose broke. She has that, great series with Thunder Rosa, not to mention the Lights Out match that they had, which um, was a huge standout moment for both ladies. Then getting to this title match. Now, the only thing that, that really just you know didn't make a, a whole ton of sense to me was like towards the end where Rebel smacks the, the crutch over top of uh, Brit, Brit's, I guess, the back of her head or her back or whatever. And the referee is looking dead at it. Maybe it's just a matter of like, he's in shock that he doesn't ring the bell. But to me, that struck me as like, hey, maybe this should be like a, a disqualification, even though it's not really like, I don't, I don't know what I could, what I would have done in that situation, but that seemed like kind of a snafu outside of that. The match was just really solid. I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's your best, but mm-hmm. I think it was good enough to get by. Oh, wow. Okay. I actually did think it was one of her best. I thought it was one of the best showings that she had had in a while. Um, not necessarily to say that she's had bad showings, but wow. Well, I mean, there's a lot of little mistakes that seem to crop up from time to time. Mm-hmm. A little nuance. But, what, what would you say... Um, made worse sense as far as uh, stuff that happened during the pay-per-view because there's only a couple of moments that really just kind of confused me 
the uh, just obliteration of uh, John Moxley or the crutch over the head of Britt Baker? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily, I don't think, how do I word this? I mean, I'm not going to say either one of them didn't make sense to me. Okay. So, uh, I didn't pay enough attention to notice the ref eyeballing the thing, but Moxley needed time off. How are you going to give him time off? Let's just do the BT triggers. Mm-hmm. Six times or four times, or however many they yeah. did. That was um, that was brutal. I don't think I've ever seen a more brutal one than the one they did to Christopher Daniels. That you can definitely find on YouTube. There's even slow motion replays where you see his jaw and his head, side of his head, going different directions. But um, I, I will say that the Bucks in this current uh, version of them has to be has to be one of the best I've ever seen. Um, I, I don't know. I like their New Japan ROH days myself. Before they were mainstream. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that that was back when they were the most relaxed and and seemingly the most comfortable and willing to take chances. Although they're taking some pretty solid chances right now in the role. Yeah, I would think they'd be taking chances right now, yeah. Yeah. I mean, overall, I mean, I I think uh, even though the ratings right now don't really indicate it, I don't know if it's fair because, one, you're on Friday nights at 10 o'clock, and, two, um, you're competing with the NBA playoffs, which notoriously kill in the ratings. Like, they, they crush everything else in their path. Um, but I would I would say that Dynamite, even though they've been in the uh, later 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 in the week and later in the day um, schedules, they've had some pretty solid shows. So I, I would say AEW has done quite well, even in a in a different type of schedule. Is that a question or a statement? More a statement, I would guess. Sounded like a statement. That's why I did not say nothing. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? You're awful hanky tonight with these statements. Awful hanky? Yeah, you make a statement, then you pause. Like you ask the question that you're looking for, for her response to, but it's a statement. You're confusing well, me. You're welcome to chime in whenever you feel. No, no, no. We like to hear your point. Clearly. Well, hey, don't worry. Next week, near next week, you get your favorite wrestler to come back. I'm excited to announce next week on Monday Night Raw, Eva Marie. She's back. No, she was wasn't she there tonight, Rob? They were just doing a promo. Oh, a promo. Oh. That's right. Next week she's at the ring. Supposedly. <laughs> I had heard that they were bringing her back, but not as an in-ring. Oh, no, she, she's yeah. been training for in-ring. Yeah, all her promo says she's she's back to, to, to help little girls have a hero to look up to and blah, 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 blah. Well, they want to look up to Emma. Then Eva Marie, they just go to local strip club. I mean, 
Ouch. Well, I mean, I just feel like as a bit the dumbest, dumbest thing ever. But oh wait, move on. Well, I mean, when you figure that they get rid of, you get rid of Braun Strowman, you get rid of, uh, you know, Buddy Murphy, but you keep, uh, you, you keep somebody that, and we've talked about this before. We are, we already know that she had a deal in place before any of these releases happened. But you know, to think that you're going to cite budget cuts for the releases of just known top talents, Alistair Black, all of these different people. Um, but you you keep, you sign someone to the effect of Eva Marie, you have promos and everything. It does leave a lot to be questioned. Um, and that ultimately leads to the, to the rumors that may actually be leading to more than just that. As Forbes is reporting on it now, there's, there's more reports coming out as far as is WWE finally up for sale? Is it going to actually happen? There's a rumored price tag now of 2 to $4 billion, That's billion with a capital B. Billion dollars for a price tag to buy WWE. Guys, uh, let's let's start with Brian. Brian, what do you think? Is it is it truly going to happen, or is this just all smoke and mirrors yet again? Uh, with, uh, I mean, there's been a lot of other stuff that's going on besides just this late latest round. Look at all the civilians, mm-hmm. uh, employees they got rid of, all the restructuring you had. High-ranking people in the company that got booted. Mm-hmm. Looks like a restructure for a reason, right? Right. So, and again, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he finally go out with a bang? He's done everything he set out to do, and might as well take your billions and walk away and give all your kids one and the grandkids a hundred million, and you know, you won't have to. Nobody will have to worry about money. For the rest of your life. I mean, it's definitely a huge price tag. That is, to your point, that will set you for life. Yeah, That's- but it's not. It's not a huge price tag. It's a billion dollar company. You know what I'm saying? And could I see them selling the company? I could see Vince saying, "You know what? I don't want any of my family to have it." I've always said I'll never let Hunter run it or Steph or whatever. I could see him selling it, but then I could also see him selling. All right, well I sell this, but I'm keeping the intellectual property and the network. Like I will sell you the physical company, the headquarters, you know, the rings, the wrestlers, the riot, but I'm keeping the library and the streaming service. You know, like I could see him doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you this, but I'm keeping this. Yeah, but something tells me it's already the deal. The handshake's already been made, and that's why it's already been moved over. Because, like, I was Peacock. thinking of, of it the other day. Like, you know, yes, right now, you know, for the next however long, he made a deal to stream it on Peacock, right? Mm-hmm. What's stopping him from saying, "All right, well, once that deal's done, who wants it next?" Oh, 
oh, Fox, you want it? Discovery Plus, you want it? You know, like Netflix, HBO. But well, no, or, think, that, or I'll ahead, stream exclusive oh. this this way, you know? Yeah, but I, I think the deal's been done. The handshake's been made. That's why it is on Peacock. It is, and they Peacock spent a boatload of money. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that when the contract was written, it's probably ironclad. He ain't taking that that footage nowhere. And I, as much as Vince thinks he probably could maybe hold on to the rights to the footage, I think that's the big part of the sell. Because to me, I wouldn't care about your, your rings, your wrestlers. I want the footage. Because mm-hmm. that's where, if I'm smart, I can stand to make the most money. I well, mean, who was... wouldn't? Who, yeah, who wouldn't want a, a, a updated uh, WrestleMania collection? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I'm down for that. Well, I mean, especially think about... if you give me. Go ahead. I was just going to say, think about the value of the library of WCW. That's what yeah. that's what he bought it for. He didn't buy it to keep it. He bought it for the library. Yeah. That's why he bought ECW. You know, that's why he bought all that, the Mid-South Smoky Mountain. Like, you know, he bought it for the library. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, because you could see, you could see Comcast or Universal or NBC coming out with the box sets like they used to, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I could see like the old Time Life books, you know. We'll send you this. Nice display cabinet, and every month here on after for nineteen ninety five, we'll send you a WrestleMania for the next thirty six months. Holy crap! You know, <laughs> you know? the first one's nineteen ninety five. It'll be thirty nine ninety five there every month after. <laughs> oh boy! But wait, if you're interested, we also have the complete series of Starcade. feel like that in in this where i think i think brian is right i'll say this i think that the handshake has been done i think nick khan negotiated the deal how funny right so tony khan by the way they're not related tony khan opens up aew with the support of his father and you know the elite nick khan comes to wwe doesn't give a damn about these people that have been released. He doesn't care about Braun Strowman and all that. He's getting, he's cleaning house. The network division, gone. All of the digital media, digital content people that were, um, you know, responsible for curating all the information on YouTube, all folded into one smaller division. The big, big bloated contracts of all of these office people that we don't even know who they were. We don't know what they did, but they're gone too. So yeah, I, I, Brian, I absolutely agree with you. I think the handshake is done. I think it's already in place. I think, I think that Vince would try to be stupid enough to say, "Hey, let's, uh, you know, you can have this, but I want to keep that." I think he would be stupid enough to try it, but I no. also, I, I feel no. like he wouldn't succeed. No, uh, again, you're talking two to four billion dollars. He's not going to try anything. He's going to take his money and he's going to say bye-bye. 
because he knows as soon as he's gone, it's a sinking ship. Well, I mean, they just took out, you said it, 30 or 60 people in office staff. Um, the roster's been getting thinned out since last year. And not just trimmed down. I mean, thinned out. Like, it's a real thinning of the herd kind of madness right now. Yeah, but again, we've talked about it before. It's the, you know, I have 150 wrestlers on staff, and why do I have them on staff? Is so the next person doesn't have Right, them, right. Know? And well, now it's, you know, it's coming back. It's, you know, I'm not going to say it's karma or nothing, but remember we had to talk, right? We had to talk about when uh, Ty of Valkyrie, right? Mm-hmm. Who did I tell you was gone? I told you Santana Garrett's going to be the one to pay. Why? Mm -hmm. Because she got just pushed all the way back down the, down the ladder. Right. And now she's gone. They released her. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm sure her contract is nowhere near as big as, say, bronze, but uh, it, it, there's no rhyme, no reason to this stuff. Right. It's almost like he walks down the hall and says, I don't like him, fire him. Right. Well, I mean, Braun Strowman, you brought him up. He Give him credit for being a shrewd businessman. Negotiated a deal to basically get a million dollars a year back in 2019. Now, obviously, that's a bit bloated because of exposure. But when you consider the name value and the, and the amount that this guy has done and how over he was years prior, it is kind of a head-scratcher. But it even be, becomes a bigger question mark because look at Aleister Black. They literally just brought him back to TV and had him uh, interfere in Big E's return match or rematch for the Intercontinental title, and they were putting him in a role where he was going to feud with Big E. But they fired him the week after he came back to TV. Because the there promos. was rumors also that they were bringing his wife back. Right, right. Who said that? Uh, There's been rumors that they were going to bring his wife back. The oh. last time I saw that, there was rumors from uh, from Meltzer, but also from like all oh, the, the usual suspects, like Fightful, oh. Sportskeeda, stuff like that. Yeah, so Meltzer, the guy that said you couldn't put 10000 in a stadium, this week said that they would never sell. Um, yeah, I think sometimes Meltzer gets played. Or Meltzer is part of the smoke and mirrors with AEW. Oh, yeah, she's going to go back, and then she shows up on AEW. Right. Uh, yeah. to, that, to that point, you know, we didn't even mention that Andrade debuted on AEW this past week, this past Friday. Uh-huh. Which is good, because hopefully that means Charlotte comes when she finally leaves. That, to me, that, that, would, be, that would be a big, big move. Um, and that would probably happen, honestly, uh, before the, the sale, quote-unquote, goes through. Yeah, but, I mean, you don't really know. I mean, if there is one, how soon it will happen. Right, right. I've, I've seen, you know, people predicting within five years. I think Sonny in our uh, C2C chat said within, what do you say, within the next five. Shane said he didn't think it was going to happen. I mean, there's there's so much speculation still. But it definitely seems like right now, it definitely seems like where there's smoke, there's fire. 
Yeah, it would. It's going to be fast mm-hmm. because again, you don't clean house for. You know, I, I've seen these things happen, mm-hmm. right? Um, I have somebody in the house that's seen these things happen. You don't just keep cleaning house like this, tidying things up for a deal that's going to be five years in the making. They're probably well into, if there is talks, they're probably well into this. And that's where you're getting, again, you have like vice presidents and, you know, high-ranking senior uh, uh, employees that are mm-hmm. cut loose. That's a lot of dead weight that suddenly is now dead weight. Why? Well, NBC doesn't need them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So NBC or whoever, Fox or whatever, they have their own, so they wouldn't need these people. So what do you do? You get rid of them. Why do you get rid of them? Because I've got my own. I don't need them. That's not part of the deal. Looks better on paper. Yeah, you know, again, you you turned over. Let's say it is NBC, right? Well, NBC has a graphics department. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they're they have they do graphics for their TV programs. You know, they have the internet because why? They do the internet for it. You know, so I don't need these departments. Yeah, and that's why you get rid of. Them. So that when they fold, when when I fold them into to uh um what I'm doing, then there's less, less transition because a, I'm either going to hire more people to do it my way or the ones that got hung around are going to, you know, I'll invite them into the fold and they'll do it my way. It's it's the same as DC comics, right? So DC comics, uh, six months ago, right? Uh, Maybe a little bit more. Maybe it was, midway through last year or whatever right we're talking about how they're gonna they're gonna take this take it to a new place they're gonna do new things and the next thing you know boom, they start firing people they start streamlining things they they start changing things up right and now look what's about to happen warner is about to be bought by um not warner yeah warner brothers is about to be bought by discovery and become this big brand new um company at&t streamlined them got them set up for the deal and that's why i think this will be six months at most mm-hmm. by christmas you'll know by christmas if there truly is a deal oh wow man uh, i yeah. i wouldn't have thought a timeline that quick but that i, mean, I yeah. wouldn't be shocked but again though if i'm nbc I'm not going to let this drag out because what happens if Fox gets involved and Fox yeah. outspids me? Right, right. Now you've got a bigger problem. Right. It's not a five-year. These things aren't five years. These things are normally like, oh, we're gonna, we want to buy your company. Oh, okay, go ahead. What do we got to <laughs> do to get ready? Right. You know, I, I, it's happened at the bank multiple times. These things go quick. Mm-hmm. And especially when you start hearing about it, they're in the tail end of it. Right. And plus, because they're publicly traded, um, it goes to a board, so they've got to get everything ready to present it to the board. And we won't find out about it until it's announced in a press release because none of this stuff comes out until quarterlies are done anyway. 
So even the next quarterly, because the next quarterly will be done before. If we if we go by your timeline, and I would say you're probably on you're probably on point with that. If we go by your timeline, um, once the quarterly report is done, once it's completed, once that whole call is done, that's when it happens. You're probably on onto something there, something pretty major. And, and I mean, think about it. So ultimately, who's got the ability to, to sell it? Does Vince or does the board? No, oh, it's going to be a board decision. Right. going to look at the money. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, because how do you get yourself, you know, flush in this whole mi- mindset? Bill, the board, yeah, a couple of them gets carried over. Most of them get huge, huge severance packages, and they find another board position well, no. somewhere. Yeah, so they all get huge severance packages, yeah, yeah. and then they move on to the next company. Right, yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't go to NBC as board members. They're going to get bought out, and that's where the money comes in. Four million dollars. Let's say there's ten board members, right? Mm-hmm. They all walk away with, uh, I don't know, whatever my math would be. Let's say two hundred million a piece. Ten. Mm-hmm. So that'd be two million. So they walk away with half the money. Vince walks away with the other half. I. But, the three of us are board members, and we have control to sell this company. Mm-hmm. And Stan, you can stand a profit two hundred million dollars. What are you going to do? I know yeah, what I'm going to do. I, I would probably be like, "Yeah, it's time to turn it away. We're going, we're going to keep two hundred million. Thank you very much." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would probably laugh as I'm counting my money on the way out the door. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't need that are... stapler. I'm good. <laughs> you can keep it. <laughs> and then within just... a week, then a week, Triple H has a graphic on his Twitter page. Is he's all at, all elite? Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. That would be just so hilarious. <laughs> but I mean, you just posted the worst Raw ratings ever. Do you think this trend? It, which way is it going to go, up or down? It's going to go yeah. down. So you better get rid of it now because four million turns to three million or billion the longer this draws three mm-hmm. to two two to one. Oh yeah because if you post another rating that's 1.0 uh, that's dollars yeah. that's dollars out of your pocket uh we're already over time but uh hey um expect more of a broadened horizon here at c2c that'd be the best way i can describe this um, after just a lot of deliberation about you know, how do we grow, how do we present something for you guys, I promise you growth is happening in a broad sense here. As you've heard tonight, as you'll continue to hear as we go, whether it's both video and audio, whether it's occasional video and tons of audio, whatever the case may be, expect more of this because this is, uh, this is what C2C is all about. Catch up with us on social media. Catch up with Rob at Rob Hefner C2C. Brian is at Vlad Dragool C2C. That's V-L-A-D-D-R-A-G-O-O-L C2C. I will spell that at least for another month or so, and then I'm not doing it anymore. Works for me. <laughs> and you can catch up with me at Stan Grubb. I might as well put C2C at the end of that. Uh, C2C radio show for us, and then C2C radio show.com for the show and the website. Um, it's a great, great time to be a fan of all things, whether it's comics, whether it's movies. The world's opening back up, and we're excited to to see it. We will catch you again next Monday night, 
8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. But until then, have a great one. Thanks for listening. And that's going to do it. We'll see you next time right here on Corner to Corner. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.